Uh, I was gonna go to court before I got high. Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Yeah, that's right. 420 edition of Day Drinking with Dog. Oh, all you stoners out there, I love you guys. Welcome back. I love that Afro Man song. That song is uh, its just so funny and so, I mean, just picturing those guys singing that song so high. Love it. Uh, we got a special edition today. I got a guy close to my heart. I'll bring him out in a minute. We got a lot of breaking news. We're going to have some late breaking news at the end of this show. Uh, but we have some nice, uh, nice stuff we're trying today. We have the brand new White Claw... Hard Seltzer's Surge, it's called. We have the Blood Orange ones. They're now 8% alcohol volume because, yeah, we all need more alcohol. And then I have a Sono 1420. It's a gin. It's local. It's called Syndica Midnight and is actually has hemp in it. Hemp is infused in it. What better liquor to have than a little hemp-infused vodka on 420? And I'm going to get right to my guest. And I thought he was going to do a totally different song because... I try to pinpoint the song of these guys. He went so far right of what he thought he was going to do. So yeah, let's get the song and we'll bring him right on. All right, little ACDC, Phil Conine is in the house, everybody. Actually, we are in Phil Conine's house. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, Jerry. What's going on, Phil? No much. Chilling. If anyone doesn't really know Phil, he is the general manager, uh, head honcho at Stonebridge Restaurant. And um, he's been uh, my manager for, well, how long have you been in that position, Phil? I mean... You've been there forever, yeah, but... Yeah, front of house Stonebridge would be about 10 years now doing front of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so he's been my guy, he's been the guy that's setting the stage, doing the schedules, doing all that front of the house stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't really appreciate how hard it is to, to, to do a job like that, basically. We love that job. Uh, yeah, I can see, see it every day in your face, Phil. <laughs> I know he did, I know. So, it's fitting that we do this on 420, you know, because I personally am not into edibles, weed, whatever. Never have been, can't say I've never smoked weed. You know, I'm like Bill Clinton. You know, I've tried it. I mean, you, however, went to University of Vermont, didn't you? Well, yeah, I definitely lived in Vermont for some time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I liked a good time. As I got older, <laughs> less and less, obviously. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, take it in moderation after a while. But yeah, I remember you used to be the guy somebody would call if maybe. Oh no, Jesus! No, no. I definitely had dreadlocks for a long time there. <laughs> I remember that. So I really, I mean, obviously, I first met you, uh, you know, when you were a kid, pretty much, you know, young, young teenager. I just started at Stonebridge. Yeah, what year was that? I started in 2000. I started in May of 2000. So I would have been a junior in high school getting ready to leave for Vermont. Yep, yep, yep. You were on your way to, uh, to going to college. And when you came back, or I don't know, whenever, when, but 2004 is when Daniel Street arrived yeah. on the scene. Yeah, 2004 we're working on it, and then 2005. It was when we opened? That's when we opened up, yeah. 
Now, for those that don't know or don't remember, Daniel Street was right across the street from Stonebridge on Daniel Street in Milford, right downtown. And it was, in my career, I've been at, you know, a few bars, but obviously Stonebridge has been the longest. But the greatest thing that I loved about Daniel Street, one, was it broke up my year. Half my year was outside of Stonebridge. The other half was inside listening to live music at Daniel Street. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. And it took you a couple years. Yeah, definitely. But I really felt towards the last two, three years that it was open, you figured it out. Yeah, so we went through, so it was like, we're opening up, you know, Stonebridge opens up a club, and, yeah, we are, excuse me, (laughs) sir. All right, so we get certain pauses on this show, and, uh, you know, I'm at Phil's house with two kids, a cat, and uh, a lady just walked in who might be his, your perspective, perspective... Cleaning, cleaning, person. cleaning person. We were thinking about bringing on So we just had a 20 minute delay as she <laughs> walked around the house and the children showed her everywhere, nook and cranny, that they make dirty. And they got to clean, right? Absolutely. And I thought the coolest thing about that is that I completely forgot that she was coming over. I, that does not surprise me one bit. And also, that in the middle of talking to her, me and her found a common bond in dealing with multiple children in the house and our love for plants. <laughs> I showed her that fertilizer I got. Yep. Those plants are never happier with that fertilizer. So I'm going to let Paige say hello real quick. Say hi, Paige. Hi. You're supposed to say hi, Paige. Oh, wait, are you? Oh, you are Paige. Yeah. I'm just teasing. <laughs> All right, so I have a hat. She's pointing to my hat, and my hat is 12 names in a hat. So those are the 12. Well, it's actually, so Phil, 13 people shared my post for Day oh, Drinking with Dog, right? Awesome. And I said, you know, whoever shares it gets drawn into a hat. Nice. One of them was my mother. Okay. Which I love. I love your mom. Uh, but, I mean, I can't give it to the family, and she's in Florida. So, sorry, Mom. Love you, mean it. You're out. So, I got 12 names in a hat. So, Paige, in the end of the show, you're going to come, and you're going to pull the name of the hat, and you're going to read it on the air, okay? Okay. All right. So, give us about a half hour or so, and we'll call you in. And then, right? wait, can I just tell Paige a quick yeah, joke? Go ahead. All right. How do penguins build houses? Uh, I don't know. Why? <laughs> it glues it together. I can tell he's your father. Uh, <laughs> All right, so what we were talking about was Daniel Street. Yeah. And so the first few years, we had, like, the ladies at 80s. We did all sorts of stuff. We had some really big nights there. Derek and the Fun Bags were there. All right. those big bands, those big cover bands back in the day. But then you started to kind of turn the tide to more. I mean, we did the, we did the Takeover Tuesdays, but... Yeah, you, so you really found a groove with hiring the promoters like Manic Mark and I forget the other guy's name who brought some big bands in there too. Tyler Grill. Tyler, yes, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. he was a he really was good dude. He was at Theater Company yes. and he ended up buying um, Infinity Music Hall. Oh, he did? Yeah, and does oh, shows nice. up there. Oh, nice. Tyler. Yeah, so... Mr. Uh, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Manic Mark, he, was, he, he brought a lot of shows there. Yeah, so... And he's at the other, the college... Yeah, so Mark does all the show booking for College Street Music Hall. Right. Right. Um, which we'll get to in a second. If Daniel Street hadn't ended, Mark may not have found that that college street music hall. Right, that that part of his career turn. Actually. Um, but like in the beginning, like you were saying, uh, and I'd like to give a shout out, I want to give a shout out to Derek. I'm yep, thinking yes. about you, buddy. I, I saw your post, I love you. Absolutely. We won't we, we won't say what he said on here, but uh, we're praying for him and uh, full recovery. We did many of um Many shows. Thanksgiving Eve shows with me following you around the audience on someone's shoulders. Between the between, yeah. <laughs> between throwing guitars and... <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Oh my God. So, 
what we started doing was that kind of cover band, some comedy, quickly moved it. Comedy into, stuff. Comedy yeah. stuff. Comedy's cool. It's cool, but it's tough. As so a business. Serve, as a business. You're saying that because you serve I, well, No, I did, but like it's it's hard to enforce a two drink minimum. It's just People they don't they want they want chicken fingers and a coke and they want to see comedy. Well, and we gotta pay got, we gotta pay for said comedians. And you're charging like <laughs> five bucks for chips and salsa. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, well, they order chips and salsa. But but my point is the turn came when you hired those uh, manic marks and those guys. Yeah. So we, and Tyler's and and basically so the onus was on them to get the band and the cover charge and pay the band. All we did was basically open the venue and have our bar open. So if no one showed up to the band, that wasn't on us. Is that correct? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, it, it is, in, in a way. And, and that does sound a little... You know, I know I'm simplifying it, but... And it, it didn't have a negative overtone. What no, no, I don't know. I don't mean that at all. No, I know that. It had like a nice camarader- camaraderie. camaraderie. Yeah, between the two of you guys, yeah. Yeah, so... Or even a business partnership. Me and my brother, John, who designed the sound system for the room, which was, for all you music lovers out there, Meyer Sound Rig. I remember some of the bigger bands coming into that place telling me, I can't believe yeah. how good this thing it is. It was, I mean, we had famous bands coming through that tried buying our stage monitors off us on the spot just to bring to their next gig because it sounded that good for them. So we played music for years. Old man opens up this club. We help him run it from production to booking to energy, etc. So we started being people that play in local bands, started the original bands, right? which was cool. It was a Tuesday night. That's the night they gave us. And uh, take over Tuesdays, and then I was there, I was the original. I was yeah, there with you were. for day one. No, let me, let me. Do you remember the drink special? <laughs> oh God, what was the drink special? Well, this is two thousand five drink special. I know. Well, seven, six. Was it two dollar Coors Lights? Yes, two dollar Coors. Well, say that was kind of a guess. Three dollars <laughs> SoCo wines. Oh God, SoCo. I love SoCo lime days, huh? Holy I love SoCo lime to this day. Um, but a long story short, with Daniel Street. Me and John being like local players um, who love music. I mean, we love nothing more than playing punk rock music in the basement. I got a rig downstairs right now. Always have. I'm 38 years old. Um, I mean, like, you know, you're growing up, your mom's like flicking the light, like, turn it down, turn it down. So we love all these other national touring bands that are kind of underground. We are huge fans of this band called Hella, uh, who play like high intensity mathematical rock. And one what, day, what what is mathematical rock? What does like, that mean? It's like I call it math rock, but it's like oh, this is your own term. <laughs> it's a term. You can oh, is it? oh, no, I believe you. You can search. It'd be like it's just highly complicated beats, rhythms. Oh, oh, as far as how they're playing it. Yeah, like that. if you could take a person having a seizure and mix it with like a drum and like an instrument. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to put people out that you know well, are epileptic. So regardless. What happened is we booked this band and it was weird that we booked the band. We were so heartfelt about having them there that the agent just went with us. And the next day I was at Daniel Street working and the phone rings and I go, Daniel Street, and you swear on this? Yeah. Oh, and, you can say fuck, yeah, and shit, the first, balls, yeah, whatever. Earmuffs, kids. So <laughs> the next day I answer the phone and someone goes, who the fuck down there is booking hella? I said, well, who the fuck is this? He goes, I'm Manic Mark. So well, I'm Phil from Daniel Street. So he's like, you know who? He's like, you know who Hella is? And I was like, yeah, we love Hella. He's like, well, not for nothing. I, which I already knew at the time, book all the major underground shows in the area. And he does a great job. Yep. Um, and 
like if you know who Hella is and you got the agent just told me, Mark, we love you, we would give you a Hella nineteen out of twenty times. Right. But this kid just wants it so much more. We're going with them. And they was the only show on their tour that did twenty one plus back before we did the all ages shit. Yeah. And that's how me and Mark met. And then we ended up doing tons of great shows oh, together. Hundreds, hundreds Junior, of shows. Junior, oh, yeah. Felice Brothers. I mean, the list is... Like, I, I, I want to kind of tell my audience, like, everyone knows mainstream music, not mainstream media, mainstream music. And you all listen to it, all genres. Mm-hmm. But what I learned working at Daniel Street, there is, I don't know, ten times the amount of bands out there that might be five times more qualified... Yeah. Or talented than the bands you hear on the radio. I mean, granted, there was some shit that came through there. I was like, oh, God. But there was some stuff that came through there that I was like, especially live. When you hear it live in the sound system we had, you love it was ju- amazing. You love Judgment. Judgment Day was my favorite band that ever came through there. This was a guy, two guys with a cello and a bass. And they electrified it. And it was some, some, some... I don't think they had a drummer. That yeah. was just two of them. It was like two cellos and drums. They were awesome. Yeah, something like that. I remember, I remember some guys from Bridgeport came in. They just strolled in on a Tuesday night, and they were like, "What the hell is this shit?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's pretty cool, though, right? Because it's one of those like really bassy things, so you feel it in your stomach." Next thing I know, these guys are up at the front buying every CD, buying merch, buying everything. Yeah. Like those, but those guys were just coming through town, heading to Boston or something. But my point is, like, there's there's so much of like that second tier of music, yeah. not the guys that are crushing it and they're on. Though not that MTV exists anymore, but on you know satellite radio and all that stuff. Like I listen to Octane on you know I listen to all the new rock. That's yeah, mostly outside of me posting. Yeah, you love that stuff. Yeah, starting with Afro Man today. I just that's the stuff I listen to. I've been listening to it you know ever since I was a kid. Eighties rock and right into grunge and right into whatever. Yeah, but uh, but I have one question for you. So what was uh, what was your favorite band to come into Daniel Street and what was the most, oh, let's say, how should I wear this? What was the most like famous band that came in that you were like, those guys are fucking assholes? Oh, they were fucking assholes? Ooh. I mean, there was some, I mean, not outside of my genre, I'd say some of the biggest stuff we did, like Johnny Winter. Yeah. He played Woodstock. Yeah. There's no way around that one. That we was, had to carry him up on cool. his wheelchair to get yeah, to the stage. The first time there. Is he, he still alive? He died. He did die, okay. Uh, about maybe six... Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that wrong. Six years ago? Well, I could probably Google it, but I got you. When he put that guitar, oh my God. So, okay, back... Uh, biggest assholes... No, I mean, Dokken was cool. Dokken was cool. You know who... You know who you know personally was a, was the asshole to me? Who? Was Dinosaur Jr. So oh, those guys Jay. went... Those guys went upstairs, and we had like that makeshift green room upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And there was just three kids downstairs. It was like two girls and a guy wanted to meet him. It was after the show. Everyone gone. I said, you know what? Let me go up there and ask. They're up there. So I just walk up there, and I knock on the door, and he's, like, sitting down, having a beer. I say, hey, can you do me a favor? He's like, who are you? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just bartended your whole show, but whatever, right. regardless. Ah. Um, I got three guys down there. They're, like, the last people in the place. It's not like you're going to walk into 100 people. They just really want to meet you. They, they oh, yeah. love your music all night. He goes, oh, I don't know this story. He goes, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're a little busy right now. And I'm just, like, looking around the room with the three guys, and I'm like, you just can't walk downstairs yeah. for, for fucking you three know, minutes, do a meet and greet, and to, get... To back Jay Mascus up, like, and you got Murph on drums and Lou Barlow on bass for Dinosaur Jr. And for those of you who don't know Dinosaur Jr., you can look up their song, Feel the Pain, and you'll instantly be... Oh, you'll know who exactly who they are. Back to the 90s. Yep. Um, but yeah, Jay's a little bit of an odd guy, and he was a private guy. And, I mean, we booked him there twice. Um, and honestly... 
I never had more than a, a couple sentences said to him. Yeah. Lou Barlow, the base yeah. we booked five, six times. His parents' ancestor is on the bridge, the Memorial Bridge downtown Milford. Oh, wow. He wow. came early. He's like, no, my family's over there. I'm what like, happened oh. when the Lemonhead showed up? There's a story behind that. Yeah, Lemonhead. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know the Lemonheads, that's Evan Dando, who did a huge run with Juliana Hatfield. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Actually, we were able to book Juliana Hatfield with Evan Dando solo, so that was cool. So, you know, I'm a huge Nirvana guy. Yeah, I am. For me, when we booked The Lemonheads and Dinosaur Jr., that had, like, big Nirvana overtones because Dinosaur Jr. took Nirvana on a whole tour with them. Right. And they, I think I on that tour, they switched the headlining spot because Nirvana was getting big. Right. That's kind of what, like, Zeppelin did back in the day. For me, that was, like, two degrees or whatever it is of separation. Right, I'm like, right. oh, my God, you fucking met Kirk Cobain. Right, 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 I love right. Kirk Cobain. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I hug you, I'm hugging Kirk Cobain. Yeah, like, yeah, no, dude, get yeah. away from me. Absolutely. But, um, and then the Lemonheads, Evan Dando, was just cool scene guy and used to, like, Nirvana was doing jams. They'd just call him up. Like, hey, Evan, you want to come jam with us? Right. Like, what? It's great. So, one night, Evan Dando, who fucking has... I don't know, just issues emotionally sometimes in certain contexts. He just wanted to go back upstairs to get his his guitar, and it was locked. It was as simple as the door was locked. Right, right. It's a little good. And then Campy was like, who's this guy? Goes up to be typical Campy, like, yo, the door's locked. What's it to you? Evan flipped his baseball cap off his head. And P- Pig Vomit was standing next to him. And I, I don't know who you know Pig Vomit is. Who? Was standing next to him. Oh. My old business partner. I don't say him by name. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> you obviously don't listen to my show, but okay. Oh, no. <laughs> How I know when my guest doesn't listen. Oh, my God. Pig Vomit. Look out. But Campy dropped him. He tapped Campy him. dropped him. Yeah. And, and Pig Vomit was right in his defense. Big Vomit was right there fucking like on top of him, too. Dude, I'll tell you something. I had to do like two hours of recon between the agencies Oh, after yeah. that, because he was an artist that we had booked, and he was upset about it, and then the emails started coming in. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, this is." But luckily for Evan, it wasn't the first time. So, so I got all right. So I got one last thing on Daniel Street. Uh, I, got, I got two shows that I thought were going to crush it. Okay, just because of name recognition. Oh, it didn't. And it didn't. Oh yeah. yeah. So, the first one being Tim Reynolds. He had 150 No, people. he did not. He had about 60 people there. That's crazy. And we got so those who don't know Tim Reynolds, he's in the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. He, but he's not official member, right? No, he's the guitar player for Dave Matthews Band. I thought he was just like, he just showed up sometimes. I'm pretty sure. I, I could be, I'm not Dave. No, I, if I had like Mike Mangano here, he'd tell me. No, I, I don't. I'm not a big Dave guy either, but I'm pretty. I know. Sure. I know he's played in a million shows with Dave Matthews. I don't know if he's an original member, whatever. No, he is. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, fine. So he shows up, and we, we you, you and me got a picture with him. You and me got a picture with him. Yeah. And the dude's about <laughs> four seven. Yeah, he's a short guy. <laughs> Absolutely. But everyone that showed up. Maybe maybe you sold 150, and by the end of the show, 50 were there because all he did was his own little shit. I was surprised. And no Dave Matthews stuff, and that's what people came to see. Yeah. And I get how musicians are. They're like, it's like well, a star I want to show you like my, my, my right. I want to know my talent. So whatever. The other one, it was one of the most shows I was most like anticipating was Zach Myers from Shinedown. Oh yeah, I remember that show. Right. 
And yeah. he had like 35 people show up, which I could care less. I was so excited. I actually talked to the dude. I got his autograph. I got his like, you know, he gave me a shirt. Like, oh, yeah. I love Shinedown. Shinedown's one of my favorite bands. I know they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought like, but I, to me that just shows like where rock is now. Like, rock is so, like, I got to tune into one channel on Octane, or I go to Turbo, which is like the 90s, 2000s rock, or I go to Lithium, which is grunge, and that's all I got. Everything else is all pop, and it's just... Jared, we were having that conversation 15 years ago. I know. And now that it's later, you're like, holy shit, how old am I? And then you're like, oh, where's the... Where's the rock? It's out there, but it's not oh, like that. I mean, thank God for satellite because I, I wouldn't even know half these bands if that wasn't on there. Because I don't, I don't like deep dive and research the shit. Right. But as far as like what I listen to now, I really like a lot of the new stuff, and and I've, I'm resigned myself to the fact that I don't really care anymore if it gets notoriety or not. As long as I like it, that's all I care about. Mm. And like, like, I, like one of the so when they had the Grammys this year. Again, you don't listen to my show, but one of the shows I let out with was... So, do you know who won Best Rock Song this year? Who won Best Rock Song? Yeah. Who? Fiona Apple. So, that's where we stand right now. <laughs> I'll play the song after. And you're going to be like, that's a rock song? <laughs> like, Oh, I think, actually, by you saying Fiona Apple, and it is um, not related at all, but I picked out my douche of the week. Mm. <laughs> all right, so I tell you what. Do you do that? Let's get our douche of the week, and then we'll get into the breaking news from the governor yesterday okay. and Stonebridge and all that stuff. All right, so my douche of the week, I've been floating back and forth like I always do. I was going to go political a little bit. Now, there's a lot more breaking news coming probably at the end of the show, so I switched it to Demi Lovato. Um, she's just becoming super annoying uh, with the gender stuff. So she said... I don't know, a couple days ago, talking about she cut her hair and uh, she considers herself pansexual. Summer haircut? So, uh, yeah, she apparently cut her hair short to protest gender and sexuality norms in the Christian South. She went on the Drew Barrymore show and said after she cut her hair, she felt almost liberated that she won't be identified as male or female anymore. Now, this is a multi-million dollar recording artist. And my my thing is, I feel like this attack on gender, I feel bad for the kids growing up. Mm. Like, well, yeah, you're trying to teach well, them how to... Well, no, hold on. We're in the middle of a pandemic and they teach us science, right? Science, science, science. Well, I'm pretty sure biology is in the science field and... Yeah, I mean, to quote an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, oh, nice. boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Yeah, like, kindergarten <laughs> cop, kindergarten cop, right? Like, <laughs> where are we going with this? Like, so, but like, these are influential people on children. Well, you know what? That's an interesting point because as someone that's raising four children, <laughs> right? You got you got you got a whole brew of like. <laughs> I got my position on things. I got my feelings on things. I mean. Hey, if you want to grow up and identify as whatever, you go for it. And you do that the best of your abilities. Like if you right. want to shave your head That's fine. and wear a dress. But learn it on your own. You go for it. But what happens is this. So when I was potty training the kids, you know, girls are different than boys. Right. So if I got to, like, um, gender neutralize potty training, it's good. It's going to add a way more complication for parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the NCA just, uh, just backed the... Uh the trans people. I'm like, Paige, sweetheart. Sports. Paige, sweetheart, you have to go to the bathroom. We're driving. We just pulled over. Like, go pee behind that tree. It's like, I'm not a boy. Right. 
I can't do that. <laughs> they got those cool things for girls. Though. All right, listen, we're going to get you far that. You can pee wherever you want. Pee like a dude. All right, so that's my douche, Demi Lovato. All right, shoot it on me, Phil. Who you got? Oh, my douche of the week. Okay, and I love his dad as an actor. I mean, what a huge fan. Oh, Hanks. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. My douche of the week is Chet Hanks. Tom Hanks' son came out with that. He's the less known Hanks kid. Right? I think so. Well, the other one's like, uh, yeah, Colin or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah sorry. I'm not sure sorry about to interrupt. Um, came out with a music video, White Boy Summer, and I just feel like the timing, and I, I I believe it's a joke song, but I'm not sure. Well, you showed this to me the other night. It's definitely a joke song, however, the it's a joke song at the wrong time. It's so bad. It, it like, sent... Describe the, describe the five-second clip of the video. So the video is Chet Hanks in the video with a bunch of ethnic girls. Mm-hmm. Who are wearing thongs? Mostly, they call them brown now. Brown, they say black and brown all the time. So they're brown. Girls, forties. He's doing Latino. this song, this hip hop song, but it's just I don't know. It was a swing and a miss in my book, and I know a lot of my friends agree with. So me. you showed me this the other night, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is Tom Hanks' kid," because I'm thinking of the other one. And you're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "He's really doing this right now." Like it, he literally is like smacking these girls' asses on a beach, saying "White Boy Summer." There was um, a, a funny meme about in Forrest Gump when. Forrest finds out he's a dad, and he's like, because uh, Forrest Gump plays like a, a character with mental issues, you know? Right. But he achieves everything. So when he has, finally has a son, he's like, well, is he like, is he is he like like me, or is he is he smart? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the, or the other funny meme was like, Forrest Gump running, like, uh, hey, right. uh, hey, Tom Hanks, go get your son. And is this the <laughs> Forrest Gump character running? It's bad. We're above that. We're better than that. I'm sure Tom is uh, really thrilled that his son put that video out. I'm surprised that he did it. And I was also surprised when I found out that the Woody character in Toy Story, the pull string, like there's a snake in my boot, is not Tom Hanks. It's his brother does a lot of voiceover work for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, so but didn't Tom Hanks get credit for that? Yeah. So Tom Hanks... Why, would that make him more money, maybe? His schedule's so busy that, and he can't just exactly go into do. Does he have a twin brother, or just a very similar voice? Very similar voice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know. Right. I was like blown away by that. Shit. All right. So before we get into our final, uh, well, it's not gonna be final. It's gonna be a little while. Our Stonebridge stuff. Uh, you you do uh, something called yum yums. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, what is yum yums exactly? Yum yums is a subscription for snacks. Every month you can do like five to seven snacks. Ten to I don't know, 14 snacks or yep. the, the power one, 20 plus snacks. They come from a different country every month. Each time is different. Each time is different. Yep. So we, we started with Germany one month, all snacks, 15 snacks, and we did Italy. And now, this is good, we got these. Uh, now this is Spain, correct? Yeah, Acho fried egg flavored potato chips. Okay, correct. so I, I saw the bag before the show started. I and Brooke Bauer and Allie Bauer are big fans oh, of, ta- of Tato's, that's which a, is Ireland's yeah. potato chip. Dude, it's fried egg all day. I'm going to put some of these on fried eggs. Can all right, let me it? try Let me try So this is Acho oh, fried eggs on fried potato mm. chips. Here we go. One fried egg potato chip. Fried egg potato chips. They're bomb. They're fucking good. That's actually disgusting because I don't like eggs. Oh, you don't like that? That's fucking gross. All right, I also got these spicy mango gummies. Are they hemp-infused on 420 or no? We could make them. 
<laughs> what do you have a little injector? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like the, the, the scallop. Yeah, throw me one. It's like the scallop. All the restaurants are are uh, buying. So this is Spain as well, right? This is all Spain. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? We'll eat together. Oh, it's no. sweet. It's gonna be sweet for another two seconds and it's gonna go spicy. No, oh, it's not bad. You get some of that spice now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still getting the fried egg taste out of my mouth. Oh, there's a little kick at the end there. That's nice. Isn't that's it? nice. I like that. So that's yum yums. Anyone? I don't know. Maybe Phil's got stock in this. On the way, brought it to the show. Can but. we do one more? Yes. Yeah, so you want to do this? Ger- do this this is Germany, right? This is this Germany. And aren't Germans known for dark chocolate? Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be. Well, what's the name of this one? It's called piece of shit worst chocolate you'll ever eat in your life. No, it's called Nero. Novi. Novi. Novi Nero. I thought it's a Nero on there. It's a raspberry. Hold on, shit's in German. Oh, fuck, it's all in German. Now, clearly Phil doesn't appreciate a dark chocolate because actually this is pretty good. I hate it. You he, like he, yeah, he, I actually ate a piece before the show. Holy shit, was like, Yeah, it's very delicious. But it's super dark. It's like 80% dark cocoa, right? Oh, there's like 10 flavors. <laughs> Look at this. You can't, even, you can't even diet and eat this chocolate. 100 grams of this. The metrics are all wrong. This is America. <laughs> that's horrible. I couldn't even write them a letter right now. Okay, well, let's... let's. All right, so that's yum-yums. <laughs> all right, so... Sorry. Why why this show was so exciting to me the, when yesterday when I was like, all right, cool. So the governor came out yesterday. Big announcement. Restrictions are being... Being... I don't know. How do you say it? So May 1st... Yeah, May 1st is the first phase of this. And basically the first phase is outdoor dining, you don't need to wear masks. Now, this is what I hate about the governor. No, not May 1st masks. No, no, hold on. Still masks. What? May 1st, you still masks. No, no. May 1st, outdoor dining. Indoor dining, masks, yes. Outdoor dining, masks, no. Mm. But, what does that mean precisely? Can somebody just walk into our patio with no mask on? Or is it still wear the mask that you sit down? Because that's what everyone's been doing anyway for the past fucking year. Right. So, again, people... Now, I watched the whole press conference yesterday. And some of the reporters were actually kind of like trying to clarify with it. And he was just kind of deflecting. So, I'm like, okay, here we go again. But he said that now you can sit outside and just have a beer. You don't need food. Which is... I mean, does it really help us? No. We'd rather people eat. Absolutely. But it helps the bars because the bars aren't open now because some bars don't serve food. So it helps them. So to me, that May 1st thing really is no big deal. It's a legacy. Paige, go ahead. Try one of those. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. Paige, that's a a sweet, lovely mango gummy that has no... A little spice to it. Spice. It has... feel like jalapeno. So May 19th is the big date that he he listed on his website. No regulations. No regulations. All regulations are, are restrictions, sorry. All restrictions <laughs> are, are removed. Are removed. Can I, can I tell them what I think about it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Lean into his mic. It tells... It, 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 it tastes like a pile of poop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're a family-friendly show. So... <laughs> So now all restri- he says all restrictions on May nineteenth are off. Now my question to you is: We all know what Stonebridge is before the pandemic, oh right? Does this mean on Memorial Day weekend we have a line out on both sides of the fucking street? We got VIP cards going. We're up and running. We're in the hot seat, man. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. So I, I don't. You know, two old ladies that I love came into the restaurant. And I love old lady customers. 
Okay. And the way I described what was happening is I thought it'd be more of a stepping stone, and I'd be on no filter at all. I said it was like you went from the fat kid that wears a shirt into the pool <laughs> to skinny right. dipping with your right. close friends. Okay. Like the light at the end of the tunnel came like like a, a, a traffic crash, and but if they're they're watching the numbers. They gotta be. They so gotta the, know the, the specific thing that that the governor said was on May nineteenth, the, the six feet rule, which is the, which is the biggest rule of all. Oh yeah, we can have a thousand people in there all wear a mask. Who gives a shit? Oh my god, yeah. But the six feet rule is the key, and he said that he's going to count on the restaurants to basically govern that on their own, and we don't have to do six feet. Now, my question. To you is I've been thinking about this. What do you think if let's say Memorial Day we just open the floodgates? What do you just think Memorial we, Day what? Memorial Day weekend we open the floodgates and it's just two AM, we're running it. Do we upset our loyal crowd that's been there the last year? Because my fear is that a lot of people are still gonna be fearful of this for a while. Yeah. You know? And again, we got little kids whispering um, in the mic if you didn't hear that. You know, there's got to be a balance between the two of them. Right. And I'd like to see that balance because when I, we've seen, we were a classic example of, and our hearts go out to, and we were right there with it, with the, the trials and tribulations or whatever you want to call it of what just happened. But, I mean, there's no way around the fact that being six feet social distance for us means that. I'm turning away customers on a Saturday night, Sunday brunch. Right. And so is everyone else. No, I can, yeah, yeah. So now I get more tables in there, but then right. you got to think about it. We've expanded so much with the a la carte. How does that work on the kitchen? Now you're picturing 8, 10, 15. And the questions I get all the time are... into the kitchen. Right. And the questions I get all the time is, I mean, we're going to have late night. We're going to have normal stormers this summer. And I, you know, I don't know how to answer it. I can go with my gut and say, maybe we run like last year, but at the same time, if we can pull out a late night, that's great. But does that late night turn off our customers? Like, oh, they had the kids in there last night. Maybe I don't want to go tomorrow. I don't know. I want everything back to normal. You know me. Hmm. But I thought maybe separate the patio so it's like I actually thought about that too. People that way, yeah, or like, or like, like we we don't let anyone in till after ten of that of that crew. With what you said, with the customers coming in, I. For eight years, nine years, whatever, running front of house of Stonebridge was always like, I'm dealing with heavy dining, right? reservations, phone numbers, you promised me this, thank you so much for a great time, or, or anything you can think about. And and then when we went to, the, and so anyone coming in that we didn't have a table for was like, oh, go down there and see Jerry on the patio. Hey, you guys, turn that down a little. Um, all right, so anybody that comes in in that situation is, I'm like, oh, go down to the patio. Right. We didn't run in the, on the reservation. I didn't have a tract with a server because we were in front of the house. Like you think it's all fun and smiles and you get to be nice to people, but there's like a hardcore. Oh, I know, I know how people yeah, are. And I actually have one question circle in here. I'll ask you when you're done. Yeah, we, you're making promises that you better keep when you're promising people their idea of a good time. Right. And so in the past, the patio was like, oh wow, wow, less. COVID, it was like the patio was a heavily orchestrated a la carte situation which we were tracking, and it was the busiest we've ever been at the restaurant ever with food service. Really? Yeah. I can believe it. And what I want to do is adopt the new way of doing it without upsetting those people that love that and offer both to where we stay strong to the a la carte service and 
offer that nightlife in a safe way. Right. Mainly. I mean, my my initial reaction to this was, and I, well, we talked about this last year, last summer when we ran it. Like, you know, the patio we used to have three big round tables, and that was it. You know, mm-hmm. but I I I already know that with COVID, that customers are going to want to dine outside for a long time. So we're going to have to do a lot of furniture moving in the future. <laughs> like, yeah, we haven't touched our furniture in a year. Oh, yeah. But pretty soon, we're going to be, like, moving shit out and getting shit out. And I'm excited for it. Like, I'm excited to get back to normal. I'm excited to see all the people I used to serve and come back and, you know, because, you know, it's it's a different crowd we have now. Not, I shouldn't say different. It's just half the crowd we used to have. Now we're going to get all the crowd back, hopefully. We will see. But do you think, uh, there's one question I want to ask you. Are the customers always right? No, customers are not always right. I just want some confirmation on this. I deal with thousands of people a week. I've talked to psychiatrists. I've talked to legal people, health departments. They also deal with a lot of people. But I become a master at reading people and dealing with people. Right. And I have my own issues with that, but no, the customer's not always right. In the public eye, absolutely they are. Like, in other words, it would take a lot for me to tell a customer to go fuck off. Right. But even if they're, you know, I... You know how close I was yesterday? Which... Or or Sunday? Sunday? Well, well, yeah, you were a little edgy at the end. I I was pretty close. You talking about P1? No. P3. No, the six guys? No, no, the family. He kept swearing at me. Mm. Oh, the salad guy. The salad guy. Oh, my God. So this guy orders a this. This is what I like. This is like the I, I almost got to come up with like a, a restaurant story for the weekend every week on my podcast. Yeah, we should. You should. So, I know. I know. Yeah. So this guy comes in with his wife and kids, and I'll make this really short and sweet. He comes in. He orders wings for. He orders his own order of wings. His wife order order wings, and they had. I think they look like twins. They're probably eight years old. They got kids pasta and I don't know, chicken fingers or something. So I'm slammed. I got like a. 13, 14 table section going on right now. So I'm running around. They weren't drinking. They were just drinking waters. So I see they've done their wings, so I go and I fire the, their salad. So he ordered a... This is exactly how it was. So the wife ordered a chicken downtown salad with just... Oh, she switched to, like, uh, instead of goat cheese, gorgonzola. Nice. He orders... He goes, you know, I just want, like, a garden salad. Do you have that? I yeah. said, yeah, absolutely. He goes, well... Can you put double chicken on it? I said, for sure. Yeah. He goes, and add goat cheese? I go, you know, I'll do that at no extra charge. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Good. Good answer. So I, so, I set, so I sent it, right? So now I go to pick it up. I'm walking around my tables. I see she's halfway done the salad. He hasn't touched his. Yeah. So I walk over. I said, everything all right here, guys? And he goes, first of all. <laughs> and I'm not lying. Any word I say right here. So he, said, he said or she said? No, this is, this is, no she's quiet. It's, it's the husband. <laughs> oh, my God. He goes... This is not what I fucking ordered. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, well, in my head, I'm like, it's, it, yeah, it's exactly what you ordered, but I'm, I go, what's wrong with it? In front of the kids, he said that? In front of the kids. He goes, oh. uh, well, I didn't uh, order uh, extra, or no, he goes, I didn't order uh, cucumbers, onions, and tomatoes to be on my salad. It's a dinner salad. I go, no, it's a garden salad. Oh, yeah, garden <laughs> Can't be said He goes, what's in your garden? <laughs> so I'm like, so you just wanted lettuce, lettuce, cheese, and, and chicken? He goes, yeah, it's what I said. I said, no, well, no, you said a garden salad, but I can fix it for you right now. He goes, oh, no, it's too, he, when I, every time I say the F-bomb, this is what he said to me. He goes, it's too fucking late. 
I go, it's too fucking late. Okay. All right. Well, how do you want me to correct it? Just take it off the fucking tab. Okay. Oh, and by the way, my fucking kid had to eat his pasta with a fucking his fingers because we didn't have roll-ups right away. Oh, that's like, that. No, whatever. Either way, I go. Okay. Well, you can't get your fucking ass up and fucking come see me and grab a roll-up. Right. Like. Well, you, no, but I didn't no, with him. No, no, no. That's maybe that's what I said on. But then. Yeah. But then I, I'm like, then he says, and this is what this is when I walked away and came to you. He goes, I get it, because I'm apologizing, right? Oh, okay. He goes, I get it. You're just a server. You just send messages, and I'm like, oh. okay, I'm done with your table. I'm gonna go to my manager now. That's so funny. Yeah, I've been here 21 years, living the life. Fuck you, douche. Actually, I didn't go to that table. That makes me a bad manager. But I wish I had. You know what happened with that guy? No, I told you not to. Oh, you but did? yeah, I did. I said, oh. you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'm just dropping the check. Get him out of here. I don't need a big confrontation. You know, let me just parallel that with my kid world. So I cook sometimes two to three to four different dinners a night while feeding the family. Yeah. Because you're trying to not have those battles with the kids with the cooking. You know, this one likes right. rice, but this one likes rice with soy sauce, or this one doesn't eat vegetables, or this one wants to eat applesauce, or. Or, hey, I was looking at the daily nutritional chart, kids, down at your local school, and you should be eating vegetables. <laughs> you know? and and uh, But they're picky. I, you know what I blame that guy's... And I've been dealing with this. No, he's, he's pissed off at home. Here, he was pissed he off... He hates his wife. No. His kid's fucking annoying. He was pissed off at home age seven, <laughs> yeah. and mom kept putting cucumbers and shit on his salad when he didn't want that. Oh, and then they tipped me $5 on 75 So he... he so, though, my point is... He didn't blame me for anything that happened that day, but yeah, he still didn't tip me. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? See you later, dude. I'm going to give this billion dollar, okay, no, $25 million idea out right now because I'm not, I don't have the energy to do it. This is uh, cheese filled, or uh, no, no, hot dog filled pizza crust? That's a good one. But no, <laughs> this is what I call yeek.com. It's the parallel twin sibling of yelp.com. Where people find weird reviews on restaurants, it's Yeek.com. So the restaurant reviews the customer. So you could have like oh, a, a one to five star customer rating. That is a or a five star. So customer. so Pumping obviously there's a lot Shark of tank. And you know what I love about that idea? <laughs> is because the, the the consumer will come back and say, "Oh, we have privacy issues." Well, you know what? We're a privately owned restaurant. But yeah, yeah, Yelp. We talk about Yelp. Yeah. Hold on, but Yelp lets you fucking come at us all the time. Yeah, fuck Yelp. Right. So. If, if you give me your credit card and I get your name, why can't I fucking put it online that you didn't one, didn't tip well, or were, yeah. were Dude, asshole to my fucking staff? Issues. How about extortion issues? I get a call from Yelp for the past 10 years. Oh, fuck Yelp. Week, fuck Yelp. Twice a week telling me, give us $500 a month at Stonebridge Restaurant. We'll delete those bad reviews right. and you advertise with us. Right, it's bullshit. I said, you guys got to be kidding me. I'd rather have bad reviews than pay anyone any money. Because everyone's going to get a bad review. Because there's so many fucking people out there that just... I, I, I knew this guy was going for, like, shit taken off his tab. He even asked me, like, when I dropped the check, he goes, you took that salad off, right? He goes, yeah, you take anything else off? I said, everything else you ate? No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. You guys ate everything. Oh, my God. I go, Cam's eating your salad right now in the corner. <laughs> Dude, I remember once I had this thing, Jared, called um, forced hospitality. So if a customer is like, and you got to keep in mind, like I'm painting a bad picture of Stonebridge by that. We have we oh, make no, we're 90, awesome high nineties percent of our customers happy, but we're dealing with such a high volume that you can't please everybody. Right, and the kitchen's fucking so jammed up, and they they make mistakes. I make I know it sounds crazy, but I make a mistake here and there. You know what? Making mistakes is important because we're human. I wrote my whole college thesis on failure, actually. <laughs> 
Um, and I do this thing called forced hospitality. So if the table's like, no, just wrap the food up. We got to go. We're getting out of here. Um, well, I'm sorry. Sorry. Kid interruption. So forced hospitality, people will be like, oh, I got to just take this food to go. Say they wait a long. That happens very rarely. I get so pissed about that because when food does not come out and it's late in the restaurant language, that is like a catastrophic failure on like two or three levels. Like the server has messed up, the food runners have messed up, the kitchen has well, messed you, up. Well, it's one of three levels. But when it gets to that point, it usually is past all clearances. Nah, I mean, well, how late are you talking about? Like in other words, say you and me are eating at Stonebridge and food has taken, which never has happened, like an hour. Right. What's happened in that situation is the server didn't realize that the food never came out, the kitchen never realized that the ticket never got picked up, or the food comes out wrong, the food runner didn't check such and so. Like, oh, there's, there's a million things that can happen. Well, we have checkpoints, though, and sometimes those checkpoints get breached. And it's, it's only normal. It just happens, one and whatever. So what I do is I try to make the customer, like if someone's trying to leave... I really reel them in and make them stay. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, my thing, I think it's, you know, our kitchen's never faced anything like this before. Because cause when, the, when the patio is normal on a, you know, before pandemic, it's, you know, like I said, it's nachos and wings out to the patio and it's dinners inside. Now it's dinners everywhere. Yeah. And we have some fish dishes that take a little while. You know, salmon's 20 minutes, the cod's 20 minutes or 18 or whatever it is. You know, I don't know the exact number. You know, and then you're grouping up and you got a table at eight and they got to put it all together. Like, people just think like, oh, the order food is coming out. Like, well, you know, sometimes, I mean, our ticket times are generally under 30 minutes. Like, the big ticket times. But some of you know some of our apps come flying right out and this and that and it, it I mean those guys <laughs> I've worked in a lot of restaurants in my life those guys bust their asses man those oh, guys yeah. are in there and oh, they're they're they, doing their best my god it's a tremendous and problem. and COVID has like totally changed the dynamic of Stonebridge because like I said it's it's not just sending nachos in a in a calamari out of the patio it's sending you know six ten ounce fillets and four oh, jumbo right. lobster rolls yeah, you know cool. it's it's getting crazy out there. You know what I tell people that are having a tough time? I said, what's the best way to carve wood? When what's they're really that? feeling up against it. Like, they're all right, bent right. out of shape. Right, like, right, right. What's the best way to carve wood? Whittle by whittle. <laughs> I'm starting to get some of the uh, philisms out of him now. He's got a couple Coors Lights in him. Oh, we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, review the gin, by the way. And then I had a couple of news points to talk about. Oh, uh, hold on. Do you have your gym? Oh, yeah, I have gym right here. This is this cool. Is, so this is the uh, hemp-infused gym called, well, it's Sono uh, Distillery. Sono 1420. Go figure. Yeah. Syndica Midnight, it's called. Cheers, Jim. 90 proof. Cheers, brother. I love this. I love yeah, my day day wearing dark glasses. Mm. Yeah, Jerry's got this nice, nice custom glass day drinking with dog. And I'd actually like to say, me and Jerry, this is important. Starting next week, let's do another little shooter. Sure. Our rented a place. That's together. right. We have some breaking news of our own. Yeah. We, we actually it. will have our own studio exactly. slash office starting next week. And Jared's going to do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. We're going to do things together, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so excited for it. I won't have kids running around. No, no kids at that stage. <laughs> I won't have I won't have a perspective. Can you imagine if I brought the kids there every time. I won't have I won't have perspective clean house cleaners coming in. No. <laughs> Birds chirping in the back. No, oh. it's, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. We, yeah, we sign the lease tomorrow, and uh, 
We're going to be off and running. Listen, a couple... Kai, did you mention a couple news points? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so believe it or not, in California, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, police um, responded to a home intruder. I don't know if anyone's heard about this. This is not as breaking news as what's going on, but... Well, these happen all the time, so please uh, delve into these stories. So, when the cops got there, like, guns drawn... Like, the way, they, the way they heard it was like, you know, people are coming out shooting a man. <laughs> um, it was the robot vacuum. Oh, come on. Set so, them off. So the ADT, like, sensor yeah. thing, like, the robot vacuum went to do, like, you know, some guy or mom's yeah. at work. Like, I'll feel good about myself. Going to a clean floor. And it was a robot vacuum. So, you know, maybe that's, you can draw a lesson from that. Like, we need to put those yeah, sensor, sure, sensors not? up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also, just really quickly, um, uh, I believe it was Colorado, but a girl, five years old, um, had a stare-off with a bobcat. <laughs> and he I it. can't imagine she, she won. won. No, she won. Come on. She won. So Come on. This stare-down went on forever. And so what did the bobcat do? Just ran off? It walked away. It, it, it literally bowed down. Because <laughs> did you see like some like woodsy guy, like those tours, encountered a bear, and the bear mauled him and killed him? Oh my god, that's horrible. That's awful. <laughs> I know, I was just saying, like, I didn't think that was going to end well. Alright, so it one, did. last one, last what one. What do you got? What do you got? Um, uh, local library, anonymous location. You know what happened 32, 32 years later at a local library? You know I have no clue. Return book. Oh, yeah. That's like Blockbuster. 32 years later. <laughs> yeah. What was the fees on it? I think I think they just waved them. <laughs> it was too much. It was like because Blockbuster. I watched a Blockbuster uh, documentary on Netflix the other day. It was about there's like one left in like I can't remember Alaska or Oregon Alaska, or something. Oregon. Somewhere, it's somewhere up there. I don't freaking know. It's a Blockbuster. They have one left though. They still they're still standing to this day. They just won't give up. They have to they have to buy their own videos online <laughs> and like and then sell them. Like they're actually still a business, but it's like it's still the it's pretty, you know it's only like an hour long or maybe ninety minutes. It wasn't that bad. It was, was kind of cool. I mean, there was something about going to the blockbuster and it's like eighty movies on the left. You're like, sure, right. I should watch that. They got five oh, columns of just movies. Just re- remember walking into blockbuster back yeah. in the day. I used to love it. You go right to the new release section, like what's new out, release. and then you're mad because like all four of fucking ter- the, uh, Terminators yeah, are gone. Yep. It's like oh man. All right, Paige, you ready? All right, we're doing our live announcement. Paige, hold on, let me shake the hat up. Paige is going to, Paige Conine, is going to pull, I have 12 names in the hat. They're going to win a gift card to Delaney's Tap Room for $133.33. That's the amount of the gift card? You can hear me shaking it. Yep. Well, I I put it at 100, so here's the deal. So I put it at 100, and then Mike Shanahan, you remember Sarah Baja that used to work with us? Rest her soul, she passed away. God bless. So... Mike, Mike always honors her because uh, her high school basketball and college basketball number are 33. So we always yeah. have 33 to 33. Oh, I like that. So we added that on top of it. I like that. So it's $133.33. Paige, you picked Paige is ready. Sarah was great. We love Go Sarah. ahead. Pick it out. This is live. All right. Oh, one fell to the floor. Is that the one you're taking or no? Putting it back in the hat? All right. All right. What do we got? Just say, you got to say the name on it. Right in the mic, Paige. Go right up to the screen, sweetheart. Ryan P. <laughs> from work. Ryan P. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. Ryan P. from work. Oh yeah. You guys say the Ryan. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Ryan Pis Piscani. 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 Ryan say Ryan Piscani. 
Ryan Piscani. Alright, good job, Paige. Alright, Ryan P. He's working with me. I'm one of the guys that's sharing it. I can't, you know, I'm not, uh, it is what it is. Good. Congrats, Ryan. I hope you take me with you. That place is great. Delaney's. Next week's going to be a Stonebridge gift card for $100. Hell yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, alright, so, uh, you got anything else? Uh, you know, we're waiting. <laughs> We're actually kind of waiting here to see what this trial comes out with, the Chauvin trial. They said 4.30. And How long have we been going for? Yeah. Uh, we, we were on for, well, <laughs> including your uh, lady coming over to check out your house? Yeah. No, nah, we're at uh, 52 minutes right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I'd um, like to take this opportunity to give, I guess, my tip my hats to all you crypto lovers out there. Oh, uh, crypto's welcome, hot. Welcome to new I always get in late. Welcome to Newfound Money. I always said... Yeah. Almost done. I always said I would literally take everything I have ever made in my life and invest in crypto during the biggest boom ever and end up with nothing. Right? Right. <laughs> so, so there's there's the the uh, Shiba, there's the Dogecoin, there's the Horsecoin, there's oh, all these like minuscule penny stocks that people are literally changing their lives on right now. Dude, and I missed the boat on every one of them. I, I, <laughs> but now I am like, this summer I'm I'm putting two hundred bucks here and there every week. That's it. The the uh, guy at the local gas station, I fucking um, uh, I went to buy a gallon of milk. It must have been eleven forty nine. I just caught him before they closed. I pulled out my Shiba wallet. Yeah, and he was confused. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so basically what we're talking about is these there's these uh, mean mean Bitcoin stocks. I mean, can't can't really call them stocks, but whatever. And uh, there's some people I know close to me that have like crushed it, and I obviously missed the boat. And but whatever. But uh, it's something to look out for. But just again, be careful with these things because I'm I'm the kind of guy that you know I go to a restaurant, I spend four hundred dollars. I'm cool with that. I ain't getting no return on that. Absolutely. But I'll spend four hundred dollars on a dumb stock if it doesn't win. It doesn't win. But if it hits, I mean, I'm hearing these things are hitting. Some of these cash out immediately because if you're trying to ride them for retirement, these aren't the things to do. I think a lot of things I've read is like, you know, life imitates life. You know, they say art imitates life, imitates life. Right. Well, hundred years ago was a was a uh, basically the Spanish flu, right? Oh yeah. Right. Date. And then what happened eight years, nine years after that? The Great Depression. The Great Depression. So here we are, 2021. It's like We're, history with Jer. That's what I'm saying. Dude. So. What was important for females during the 1920s? There's a big one. Uh, there were some key aspects that happened. Well, voting. different. And if you got girls that are living on their own. Yeah. Roaring 20 style. Yep. Pumping. I mean, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to 20s again. I mean, light years past that point. All right, so here it is. Oh, you got the verdict? Got it. Holy shit. And it was funny. Is, so I, I get I get all my tweets from Adrian Wojnarowski, who's an NBA guy, and he gets, he gives, like, he just, he's on top of everything. So Derek Chauvin. Oh, my God. Verdict in Minneapolis. He's, I got to start drinking. He is guilty on all three counts in the death of George Floyd. Yeah. Wow. God bless America. Yeah. He should be. Yeah. How what is what was the sentence? Well, well, sentencing comes later. Oh my God, they make them wait. Well, yeah, uh, sentencing is always later. Oh no, I want to get sentenced and try and. Yep. So no, he's guilty what? on all three, yeah. and I think this is justified. I think it's right. 
However, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow about this. Love it. Are they gonna Are they gonna riot still? Because I have a feeling this is. I don't think they care about the verdict, to be honest with you. But we'll see. So this is according to an NBA reporter who, who I follow on Twitter, who reports everything. No, that's good. That's a step. That's a step forward. Yes. That's a step forward. I mean, he should. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the dumbest cases ever to be uh, promoted this way. I don't care what the, right. the situation is. If you're around someone that has died and you're around them and you're responsible for it, you right. gotta you gotta do something. Right. So, all right, here we go. So, I, I'm gonna start. I, I so I always want to finish my show on a certain song. I've been doing this the last couple. It's called "Self Destructed" by Chevelle. It's a newer song by Chevelle. I love I love the song, and. Uh, so we're fishing on that. So next week, thanks, Jared. Next week, I got NFL. Uh, the they have the draft next Thursday, so I'm doing my podcast next Thursday. So you won't hear me for a while. That's on my Friday dog pod, and I got Justin Forger, uh, hopefully Mike Larusso, and DJ Spins coming on, and we all have different teams, and we're gonna throw some darts at a board, see what fucking hits. NFL draft is always a crapshoot. We do that, but then the following week, I got the Rum Runners coming on. Hell yeah! They're releasing an album. I'm so excited for them to come on. It's gonna oh, yeah. be fun. And then uh, I got some great guests coming up after that. And uh, you know what? I always like. I don't mind it. Paige, come on, say goodbye. Say goodbye day to my with dog. Say Paige. Bye. Say day drinking with dog. Day drinking. Day drinking with dog. With dog. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Love it. Thanks, Phil, so much. Obviously, I'll see you this work this week. Oh. One last thing. Yeah. Love you, Jimmy Wayne. Jimmy Wayne. Love you. Talk to you guys soon.